Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Grey's Academy, your favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast. I am one of your sickly hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your sickly hosts, Carmen. And it is a beautiful, congested 3 a.m. night to record a podcast. Truly, Hello, truly. my sick, sickly friend. Hello, my sickly friend. How are you doing? Hello, sickly, my old friend. Are you surviving um, this whole day? <laughs> Our voices don't sound too good. We're fine. All right. Everyone's yeah, this is great. great. It's, all, it's all the cough medicine. And no COVID. Yeah, no COVIDs. Just a Just sinus infection. Weather, weather change, sick. I, I think that mine is from... Uh, when we cleaned out our garage and yeah. just all the dust kicked up and it's just like lodged in there and I got I got it all infected. So no so good. Cute. No good. But anyways, hello everyone. Welcome. Uh, this is going to be a really fun episode. But before we tell you all about the episode, because there's lots of things to discuss, uh, make sure to go and send us emails at graysacademypod at gmail.com and tell us all about the things that you love about us, including uh, Kelsey's face, my hair, oh, my face. Uh, both of our voices. Uh, yeah, whatever you want. It's just tell us what you love about us and, and all the hot takes that we have, which we do have quite a few of them. Um, and then make sure to follow us on Instagram at graysacademypod uh, on Instagram at carmen.gabriel.official at chaoticallykelsey. And that's all I got. You ready to take this shit away and just fucking rock it? I so am. Today, we are going to be discussing the 11th episode of the third season. It is episode 47 overall, and it is titled Six Days, Part One. And Six Days, Part One is not a song, but Six Days is a song. It is. Uh, and uh, it is written by uh, DJ Shadow. And I want you to know that when I saw a song called Six Days by the artist DJ Shadow when you sent it to me, yeah. um, I was not expecting this song. I was expecting something very different. Um, but uh, yeah, so released by uh, DJ Shadow, written by Brian Farrell and Dennis uh, Oliveri, uh, produced by DJ Shadow. It was the uh, third single from the album... Uh, the Private Press, and it was released in 2002. Uh, now, I listened to this song, and I did not enjoy it, <laughs> but someone did because in 2002, it ranked as number one in the U.S. dance and electronic singles charts, and yeah. it reached as high as number 28 in the U.K. singles charts. So someone liked this song enough. Uh, a lot of someone's liked this song. More than one person, probably. yeah. Uh, a lot of people like this song. Um, so there is there is something that uh, uh, one of the lines was, bring it on, bring it on, because uh, there's going to be some shit tonight. Uh, I don't know why, but before I, was, before I watched the episode, I was thinking, okay, there's going to be some shit tonight. Something's going to go down <laughs> with Christina and Burke. I thought they were going get, to get into a gigantic fight. Spoiler, they didn't. They didn't even They're speak to each other. They're just continuing their gigantic fight. <laughs> yeah. Um... So one of the verses was, you could be sitting, taking lunch. The news will hit you like a punch. It's only Tuesday. You never thought we'd go to war. After all the things we saw, it's April Fool's Day. Um, 
I was listening to that and I'm like, okay, do I, did I hear that right? Like these don't, I don't, I wasn't getting, it. I wasn't making, it wasn't making sense. Um, but anyways, it just kind of stuck out to me, the April fool's day thing, uh, as a metaphor and a song I thought was, was pretty good. Whether or not the lyrics made sense or, or rhymed is different, but overall, <laughs> uh, that as a metaphor I think is really good. Um, but anyways, so my, my bet going into it was it's about Christina and Burke and they're going to get into a fight of some sort, but they didn't. So anyways, uh, before I hand it back to you to jump into all of this, Kelsey, could we just wish ourselves a happy one year anniversary too? Oh my God. Yes. Also happy new season 19 of Grey's. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> oh, that's a Excuse sneeze. Me. <laughs> Podcast, Podcast sneeze. sneeze. Uh, so yeah, we, uh, we celebrated a one year anniversary, uh, just a couple days ago on September 29th or 30th, something like that. And, uh, we didn't say anything about it cause we forgot. We were so excited to give you guys that, that stanky content last week, but, uh, we will make sure that at some point we, uh, record a new episode for the Patreon and it'll be all about one year of grace. So with that, Kelsey, take it away, my friend. I would love to. Thank you so much. Um, this episode was written by our good friend, Krista Burnoff. And directed by our new friend, Greg Yatanes. I have no idea how to spell say this man's name. It's Y-A-I-T-A-N-E-S. Yatanes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Sounded good to me. Um, Okay, so uh, we haven't seen his name before, so I gave him a quick search. He only directed these two episodes for Grey's, but he he has like a very extensive direct directorial um resume portfolio. Pro- portfolio yeah um mostly tv shows somehow some bones similar similar vibes um but he's currently directing house of dragons um so if you're watching oh wow that, that's uh same same guy so yeah really stepped up his game going from yeah, grace to he's uh, gone all over a dragon so uh, yeah. So, oh my God, you're going to be so excited. This episode was the mid season premiere, which means we are now in the year 2007. Wow. Look at that. Finally got to 2007. That is wow. 2007. Where was I in 2007? I was a I sophomore was in, high in high school. I was a junior. Look at that. I know. Look what at a time. Wait, was I? We're a- so old. 2007, was I? No, you graduated in 2009, right? I graduated 2010. Oh, Jesus Christ. When did you graduate? 2008. Oh, you're an old bastard. I am so old. (laughs) You guys, I'm going to wither up and die. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to make me start coughing and shit with that kind of comedy, that comedic timing. Yeah, I'm hilarious. But you know what? You look you look great for having two kids and a house being built. So and being a million, and being a million years old, all at the same time. Thank you. Anyway, so this episode aired January eleventh, two thousand seven. Um, it had twenty three point zero three million views. So staying in the same realm as last time, because last time was twenty four. All right, the Netflix synopsis is as follows. George's father has surgery for his cancer. Thatcher Gray arrives to see his new granddaughter. Meredith finds that Derek has trouble sleeping. 
That's all. Izzy faces existential crisis. Izzy, Izzy and Chris, Izzy uh, or Christina and Burke still are feuding. So many things missed. Addison is there as well. Addison is a queen and Mark is a dick and something almost happens in the baby's room. Ooh. <laughs> Steamy. Baby's getting made in the baby room. Ooh. Okay. Let's dive right on in. Can I can I just say for a two-part episode overall spoiler alert underwhelmed yeah f- um i'm glad i kind of warned you that it was not anything like the bomb episode because it's really not i truly yeah. don't know why they felt the need to attach this as a two-parter um it's the first time they put to be continued at the end of an episode Oh, look at that. Um, again, yeah, we had they could have just not done that, and it would have been fine as its own episode, in my opinion. It was a fine on its own episode. It was like, fine. Obviously, I think as a viewer, you can finish it and go, okay, all of these storylines will be concluded in the next episode. I'll just wait. Because they didn't air it together. They didn't air it. They aired it Thursday and Thursday. Not anything special. So I don't really know. It is what it is. Don't yeah, I'm really... I'm really glad that I went in there with lower expectations because I think I would have rated the, sh- I'm, I'm going to give stick around to the end when we give our rankings, but I would have rated the episode a lot harsher yeah. if I didn't like was, if I wasn't prepared because I would have thought there would have been like a gigantic cliffhanger and there just was not. Um, yeah. But uh, anyways, so sorry. No, Spoiler alerts. Okay. So recapping it up, Christina and Burke are fighting. Burke's hand is messed up. Or is it mystery? I think it's fine. Addison and Mark were together. Now they're not. Molly is there having a baby. Thatcher is there being Meredith's dad-ish. Addison and Alex have chemistry. George's dad. Now, at the end of the recap, George says, you're not going to die. And then he didn't die in this episode, which is kind of misleading, honestly. They kind of make it seem like he dies. And then he doesn't. No, they don't. He literally says, you're not going to die. He was just speaking the truth. Right, right. But like in typical Grey's and most television fashion, the second it's like in every Disney movie where they're like, I promise I'll be back for you. And then they die. You know what I mean? Name one movie where that's the case. Frozen. Frozen. See you in two weeks, dead. That's true. Yeah. You're talking about the parents? Yeah. yeah. At least they still have their parents. Their parents are dead. <laughs> I was trying to remember where I watched that last, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's literally at your fucking house. Yeah, Scarlet's super into it. Marlo will get to that age someday, I think. Yeah. Unless she, go- she, she skips it all and goes right to Star Wars. She doesn't, like, ask to watch it a lot, but she asks to listen to it constantly. Which is fine, because there's a lot of songs. She does actually Let It Go is like one she very rarely requests to listen to. So that's She fun. was really on a big Moana binge when I was there. Mm, away, away. Away, away. Away, away. Okay. Which is just the, uh, the Pedialyte version of Hamilton. So she'll be on Hamilton soon enough. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Is there a ghost in your closet? No, it's uh, it's catching some of my movement. It's uh, one of those motion activated uh, ones. Okay. 
I was like, just very sporadic. Yeah. I know you're afraid of the ghosts. I am definitely afraid of the ghosts. If there was ghosts in this house, I don't care how much renovation we just did to it. We're we're selling. We're selling. We're moving out. There's most certainly ghosts in your house. There's just ghosts in like every house. I don't know why you would say such terrible things to me like that. Well, we'll find out when we bring Scarlet because she sees ghosts. She sees them here all the time and tells us about them. So, (laughs) okie dokie. All right, so we get started in the episode with Meredith and Derek are in bed, and Meredith is snoring, and Derek is being a creeper and watching her snore. Also, that is for sure fake snoring. It's all fake snoring. (laughs) Terrible acting, Uh, Ellen. Get get better snoring (laughs) techniques. I mean, how do you snore? I don't snore, unless I'm congested like right now. But if I believe. I actually don't snore. I don't think you do, because I have... We have, when we honeymooned all together, been in the same hotel room and no one was snoring. So. No one. No, none of us were. I guess but here's the thing. If you're going to fake snore, it's all about the exhale, okay? Because she was just... It's, it's all about the... See how real that was? People do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad okay. you make yourself laugh. Okay. Um, oh, so then Izzy and George are having an argument because she still hasn't deposited the check. And she's like, I'm not going to deposit it. And uh, that's what it is. But I will give you a ride to the hospital. Um, this was a hilarious scene because was, George is like, I just knocked fun. down $8.7 million <laughs> on the floor. Like, I should not be able to do that. Yeah. I love the end of it when he goes, you don't deserve $8.7 million. And she goes, so true. Yeah. Also, can I tell you, me of all people, shocking, I know, I forgot about this entire part of the storyline. Wow. I genuinely, until he, he looked at the check and made, he made eye contact with the check, <laughs> I forgot that that check existed. Yeah, she's kind of half medium rich. Well, she's rich by the end of the episode. Yes, that is true. She's all the way rich by the end of the episode. Um... Then we see Christina and Burke, who still aren't speaking, but being kind of supportive of each other. Um, Or, sorry, Christina is talking to the other interns about Burke. And they're like, how is he? And she's like, I don't fucking know you, ask him. She's like, you were there for his surgery. And she's like, yeah, but we aren't talking about it. We aren't speaking. Um, Did they, is that what they were doing in the elevator in the final scene of the last episode? They're going up to do the surgery? Yeah. Well, to like look at the uh, scans and I guess make a plan. So the implication is that he, the surgery did occur. Yeah. I, I was trying to remember if I had missed something and I'm glad that I didn't. No, you did not. Um, uh, so then they get to George's dad's room and like the whole extended fam bam is there. Uh, George presents the case and it's lots of medical jargon about the cancer and when the surgery is going to be tomorrow and blah, blah, all the stuff they got to do. Um, and then Bailey's like, okay, we're going to talk. So everybody except like the actual family leave. And so they're talking and they're telling him like, we won't really know what we're going to, how we're going to proceed until we get in there and like, see what's going on. And they keep asking all these questions like, well, what does that mean? Like, what could you do? What would have to change? And they're like, let's, have the oncologist answer that, which is kind of like cop, cop out. out answer. Um, yeah. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. 
I was a big fan of the scene when they're all they're all watching George present, and then mm-hmm. he says, "That's it," and then they all start cheering like they were waiting yeah, for him to do that. Pretty cute. They're very that was a good scene. scene. Actually, yeah. I didn't hate his brothers in this episode. I know they were like more tolerable because they only and had like he, maybe one total line. He was more tolerable as well. He was not bad this episode. Yeah. There was a scene later great, on in the episode that tolerable. I'm nervous about. I'm nervous about what's going to come after the scene at the end, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, so, where am I? Oh, yeah. So, then they go to do um, present on Burke. And Christina asks Derek how Burke's hand is. And Derek's like, I'm not going to tell you that. Because uh, he's him and Meredith like don't want to be in the middle. I'm so sorry. It's 5 a.m. Podcast um, yawn. Um, I just chugged a Mountain Dew. Ugh, disgusting. Just kidding. Um, so yeah, Meredith and Derek keep saying they don't want to get in the middle of the Christina and Burke thing. So um, Alex presents and says they did the surgery. It was successful. Everything's looking good. Went really well. Then Christina's in the back like, Meredith, ask how his hand is. Ask how his hand is. And Meredith's like, no, you asking. She goes, just just ask. Be a, be a friend. And then Bailey's like, do you have shit to say? And Christina says, no, I don't. And Burke just stares at her and smiles. Which Funny. is dumb. <laughs> Christina, just fucking, oh, gosh. This... Their whole dynamic this episode was so annoying. I get it. It's it's very Christina and Burke, but it was it's so annoying. Also, maybe kind of something you would do. No, not true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this episode and you uh, know me well enough, uh, let us know. Send us an email. Uh, write us a five-star review and tell us what you really think. <laughs> Carmen sucks. Uh, okay, so then, um, oh, they all leave, and Burke asks George when his, he's like, oh, is your dad's surgery today? And George is like, no, it's tomorrow. And then he just leaves. I don't really get it. Because, yeah, I definitely thought there would be follow-up with that. Like, oh, yeah. wish him luck for me, or oh, maybe I'll swing by and say hello before, you know, the big the big day, the big game. Well, what's weird is... They have this, and then, obviously, we'll get to it later, but, like, then the rest of the episode, George and Burke are fine. And there's no explanation of how we go from, like, this weird, like, awkward encounter to just them being guys again. You're my guy, O'Malley. What I I imagine the case is is that Burke is working to fix his arm, which was fine. (sighs) Uh and I think in in his eyes, George is like, okay, Burke is doing the thing that I wanted him to do. I don't have any reason to be mad anymore. Right. But I don't understand why this scene is awkward then. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just George being a piece of filth. Perfect. As chance. always. All right. <sighs> we'll get more into it. But uh, so they go to the next patient and it is the 17 um, year old girl with just insane spine problems. Um, she is understandably a very bitter and upset human being. I truly yeah. cannot fault her for this. Um, she has a genetic condition called Vader syndrome. Um, Callie, they're talking about, uh, she's going to be there. She's getting like some ribs remo- removed and also kidney stones. 
Um, and Callie asks, like, well, what else have you tried treatment wise? Like, have you tried anything more aggressive? And she's like, yeah, we put a metal rod in and it bent. And I'm like, seems like it wasn't a metal rod then. Yeah. Maybe it was, uh, one of those plastic metal rods, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. you, you get in, uh, an Ikea box or, uh, a, a something you'd make for your backyard from Target. Uh, one of those plastic metal rods. Yeah, yeah that exactly. girl was, what was it, Heather? Heather was her name? Yes, Heather. Heather, uh, understandably very bitter, decided to take it out on Christina, or uh, Izzy, I mean. Yeah. Uh, like, just be a total jer- jerk, which, again, total quality of life, you understand mm-hmm. anyone yeah. would be bitter. I know I would be bitter. My gosh, if my spine was like that, I couldn't even play softball. You couldn't play guitar. I couldn't play guitar. Wow. No, you probably still play sitting down. She didn't seem to have any problems sitting down. Maybe, yeah. I could play sitting down. But it's they said it also affected her nerves, so I wonder if like your hand oh, yeah. control would be affected. I'm not, that I'm not makes sense. a doctor, so I'm not for sure. Yeah. Um Okay. So yeah. Then they go to the next one, and it is Meredith's sister's baby. So they're doing that, and um, Thatcher comes in. It's super awkward. Uh, Meredith like gets all flustered and kind of freezes up, and uh, so Christina takes over and finishes presenting. Um, and then we get the title card at 8 minutes and 34 seconds. Which I, re- I saw this week. I actually saw the title card. Uh I made a note to say I remembered this time, and I didn't lose it. But also, very exciting to see Thatcher. I'm excited to see what happens uh, with their relationship. And I have, I have predictions uh, that I'll share at the end of this episode. So don't, don't let me forget. Um, I'm very excited to hear your predictions, truly. Um, okay. So Bailey gives out the assignments, tells people to go away, and then um, tells George to take the rest of the day off to be with his dad, his family. Um, and he's like, great, thanks. And then he says, you know, sometimes we we sugarcoat things when we tell families, um, and I would prefer it if with my dad, if you could just be straightforward with me. And she says, okay. Um, so that's, I think that's fair, and I like that. Not an unreasonable request. Exactly. I mean, he knows. I think the reason sometimes that they sugarcoat things is because if you don't have like the medical understanding, I think it's probably way more overwhelming and can sound really scary. Not that it's not scary, but, um, so the fact that he like understands, um, so yeah, I think it makes sense and is a good request. And I like that Bailey was willing to like level with him and be like, okay, cool. I got you. I get family. I get it. Um, yeah, I like, and I like, they, they have a good relationship. Her, you know, they like each other. She, he helped her deliver her baby. So they have a a close bond. Um, oh my God. So many alerts are popping up on this. It's like (laughs) making so much noise in my ear. Okay. Uh, so then, um, Izzy asked Bailey if she can scrub in on Heather's surgery and Bailey's like, no, you haven't been cleared by your psychiatrist yet. Um, and she's, as he says, well, I've done everything he asked except deposit the check. And then Bailey's like, that's unreasonable behavior. You, you're losing so much money and interest and that's unreasonable. And I was like, this is Pete Carmen. 
I loved that scene. I was like, yeah, listen, you could imagine even just putting that uh, in in a safe stock. Or imagine if you bought Apple with that stock. $8.77 million in Apple? Oh, my gosh. You'd be looking at maybe billions right now. Actually, let me do the math on that real quick while, while you're what talking about, about the Tesla? next scene. I don't think Tesla was publicly traded until 2011. Right. Not that I care at all. <laughs> Not that you're bitter. Okay, so you look that up. I'm going to continue to speak words. I'm going to um, look this up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Christina and Meredith are talking, and Christina asks her if she's okay. And she's like, oh, you're freezing up on rounds. Oh, my God, that was so mortifying. <laughs> and um, Meredith says, thanks so much. And Christina goes, oh, so it wasn't mortifying? And she's like, no, no, it was definitely mortifying. Um. So it's just a funny little scene that I... Oh, my God. It was just a funny little scene that I enjoyed. I'm so sorry. This computer really has a lot to tell me. Um, uh, so then Christina is still trying to get Meredith to ask Derek about Burke's hand, and she's still like, I don't want to be in the middle of your bullshit. Like, you guys are weird. Just, like, go fucking ask him. And he's, she's like, no, I won't. Like an adult. <laughs> also, I have those numbers for you. Okay. If you invested in Apple at $4.32 a share, and this is after stock splits, this is the equivalent, on March 1st, 2007, with $8.7 million, and you held on to all of it to right now, where the current trading dollar amount is $138.98, your $8.7 million would be worth $279,890,278. So, like, pretty good. It's fine. It's okay. So yeah, yeah, there you go. We are not financial uh planners, so don't take any of our financial advice. For legal purposes. Uh, Carmen likes everyone to invest all of their money. That's his advice. And it's great advice. Everyone should invest. Um all right, what happens next in this scene? What happened? What did uh, I miss when I was doing all those numbers? Um, okay, so Sloan is harassing Alice, Alex, and Addison comes up. Uh, and then Mark's like, no, not this week, Addison. Um, and then he just rocks away all pouty. And Alex is like, oh, he's an ass. And Addison's like, not this week. Um, but we don't know why this week is special yet, right? Right. I was going to say, do you want to wait till the end to tell me what you think this week is, or do you want to tell me right now what you think this week is? I think one of his parents died. Okay. Like you think they just died or like it's an anniversary situation. It's an anniversary situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Can you just tell me if I'm right or wrong? You're wrong. Okay. And I have to cough. Excuse me. All right. The only other thing that it could be is while you're having your coughing fit is, uh, Maybe one of his siblings committed suicide, or maybe Yikes on his bikes. best his best friend before Derek, or maybe there was three of them. You know, so dark. Like so maybe dark. Uh, they were the three amigos, and someone died. I don't know. Um, do you just want to tell me what it is? Do we find out next episode? We find out in the next episode. So All I'm right, not I guess tell you just make me wait. That's fine. I, I love understand. to do that. I love it when I say no. You have to wait for Shonda to tell you in a week. 
The only time I really ever ever got that instant gratification was with that that lawsuit that Addison was going to get slapped with, and <laughs> yeah, then like, yeah, I was well, like, I I'm ready for this to be a major like, plot so point. Concerned for Addison. I was. I I thought her career was going to be over. I didn't want you to be worried about her. So I was like, it's fine. It's gone forever. What if they Um, bring that back in season 19? I don't have the energy for that. (laughs) (laughs) I truly do. And if Addison's not on the show anymore, they like if she died in a major car crash, they have to bring her back just so that she can get sued. (laughs) I haven't like... I've watched the um, previews for the new season and I just like have not been able to bring myself to watch it yet. It's just hard going from where we are in the podcast. Cause like I've said multiple times, this is like peak grace. Like it's so good in this, in this era. And like, so to go then back to like, so where it is now currently on TV, I'm like, it's exhausting. It just makes me sad. It's not as good anymore. It's just not as good. We'll get there one day. Maybe who knows? Maybe we'll die first. We have to get there. We don't have a choice. Yeah, but it's literally so much. It's going to be eight years if we continue at this pace. All of the best podcasts have been around at least eight years. We'll reassess that. Um, Okay, so Callie uh, asks Bailey. She's like, oh, you know Shepard really well, right? And Bailey's response is perfection. She says, lots of hair, too many women, likes elevators and long walks on the beach. I love her. She's a queen. It was the perfect answer. Uh, It was. She's a slay. Um, Okay, so basically Callie asks her, she's like, well, I want him to do a consult, but the patient hasn't asked for the consult. And Bailey's like, you got to stare him down. She's like, the fuck are you talking about? And then Bailey stares her down and she's like, okay. Um, thanks. And then Kelsey yawns again and probably coughs again. Um, Izzy is prepping Heather for surgery and she's tells her like Heather asks if she's going to be in the surgery and Izzy says no. And Heather's like, well, that's because you're not even really a doctor. And Izzy's like, no, I am. I'm just crazy because my fiance died. So fuck you. And then it kind of brings Heather back down to earth. And she realizes that other people also have problems. And she even says uh, so much for my theory that life doesn't suck for pretty people. Which I, it's nice that she kind of acknowledges the fact that she thinks that just looking nice makes your life not garbage. When that's clearly not the case. Yeah, it's true. Speaking from someone who is pretty, life sucks. Life is hard. You get sick and you get sinus infections. And you have kitchen renovation projects that take uh, 300% more budget and 800% more time than they should have. Yep. Those are the things. Yeah. The only thing Izzy has going for her is her incredible uh, hair in one scene and then $8.7 million. Yeah. Was it when she was wearing the pink shirt and her hair was giant? Oh, gosh, I think so. I even, I specifically wrote, uh, later, I'll get there, but I think I was like, (laughs) Izzy, just marry me. Just do it. She's so annoying, though. Okay, so then Heather actually apologizes to Izzy for being a bitch, and Izzy says, well, you were in pain. Sometimes I'm a bitch for no reason at all, which is relatable. Um, Callie, oh, then Callie chases Derek down and does 
do the Bailey stare down thing, which is very funny. And I this love it. scene was uh, hilarious. I love Callie. I love episodes where they actually like utilize her like this, where she's in it, not just in a George capacity, but in her own. And she's a very, very funny character. Uh, and the, the actors does a really good job. She, th- this, I know that uh, the the actor the actor goes by they them right yes but for for Callie the way that her character is is coming to life kind of reminds me of Thor where in the beginning they're very kind of like moody ominous kind of like yeah. very serious and then like we're in like Thor Ragnarok phase right now where it's like Callie's like making jokes and she's like getting excited about the pee and like you know it's like she's. She's doing that with that other funny scene where she stares down George later on. And she's like, uh, she goes to, to Derek and does this stare down thing too. And it's, it's like, okay, all right. We're like expanding. We're, we're allowing this character to evolve. And I really appreciate that a lot with, uh, with, with Callie in this, in this episode. Did you like Thor love and thunder? I don't remember. Yeah, I did. Okay. There's so many people that didn't like it and it really annoys me, but it's fine. I think I would have liked it less if I didn't have a daughter. I think the reason that I liked it so much was because yeah, I was like, yeah, this Christian Bale's character, like literally whatever you need to do to avenge your daughter's death, like do it. Like you've got yeah, my vote. Michael felt but, that way also, but he didn't like the movie. No, I like the it movie. Was, it's because it was so campy. It was just a very, uh, it was a very departure departure from the normal. Anyways, this is a different podcast. Okay, uh, listen to our Patreon, Patreon to find out more about <laughs> our Marvel to, thoughts. Listen to us go on about Marvel because it could be a very long conversation. We will we, we will rank our feelings about it. Should we rank all of our Marvel movies on this next Patreon episode? Yes, and the shows. Ooh, I haven't watched all of some of the shows yet. There, were, there was one that just came out, watched. like Werewolf, right? Like some yeah. weird shit. Yeah, Werewolf by Night, I think is it's called. Anyways, yeah, I haven't okay. even watched that. I'm uh, it's listen. Relevant, also, guys, because ABC and Disney. Last thing I'll tell you. Last thing, I am two episodes behind on Andor. We actually have only watched the first two episodes. It's good. It's good. I enjoy it. We want to keep watching it. We just got distracted because I have to record this podcast and Michael has other shows he's watching and I'm watching Blacklist from like 2010. So oh, really such a good show. Fuck. We need to do that. We need to do that podcast. When with... did you watch Blacklist? No, I watched said... it live. Yeah, but you said you stopped like halfway through. I stopped probably in season four. I'm, I've surpassed you. But no, no, I went back and I re I, I went back and watched it. Oh, you've watched all of it now. I think almost all of it. We'll we'll need to take this off. We'll need to take this conversation offline. Ah, uh, yeah. But he's <laughs> he's he's a good villain, kind of like Thanos. James Spader is should only ever play villains. When he was on The Office as like a normal person, it, I found it wildly unsettling. I was like, I can't deal with this. This is not correct. Yeah, he he's a great villain, and as Ultron, even he was a great villain oh, as Ultron. So good, so love Ultron. Yeah, that movie gets too much hate. It gets too you. much hate. And Gabe, it's better than the original Avengers. Yes. Okay. Back um, to Grey's Anatomy. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so um, 
George's dad uh, approaches Dr. Bailey and Dr. Weber, and he's basically oh, like... Oh, fuck. This scene was yeah, crazy. This is intense. So he's like, if you find more, then what are you going to do? And they're like, well, we're not going to do the surgery because it's too hard for your body to come back from. And he's like, well, fucking do it. And they say, we really would rather not. It's not our, like, procedure, typically. Uh, he says, well, you need to give me an opportunity to fight. And if you send me home to die, then I don't get that chance. And they go back and forth about it. And then ultimately, Dr. Weber is <sighs> like, yeah, I'll I'll take it all out. That's, that's what you want. And then, um, so they agree. Bailey doesn't look thrilled about it. And then uh, she... Basically asks if she can tell George and Dr. Weber says no. So the thing yeah. I love about this scene is I know that there is a lot of debate in the medical world of like your social, not your social, your, um, your mental state when you go into surgeries like this. And I think him knowing that Weber and, or yeah, Weber and, uh, Bailey are going to do what they can going into the surgery. Like, it's just, it's just what a crazy thing. Like what a crazy, like they, and they shook on it. Like he got, he got, uh, Weber to Richard. He got, he got Richard just to shake his hand on it. Like a, like a, a gentleman's agreement that you're going to do this shit. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I think it puts his mental state into a much better place going into the surgery. Yeah, I agree. Like he, he's going in, with positive vibes, but it's still like, you know, not a great surgical plan. Like there's a reason they don't do it. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. But nothing bad happens in the show and no one dies. So it's all, it's all okay. No one's ever died in the show. Um, okay. So then Meredith is snoring again and she's like, why are you awake before me? And he's like, well, I'm, a light sleeper and she says well then what woke you up and he's like well you um <laughs> turns out and so then she gets all offended she's like i don't snore and you have morning breath um which is a super fun thing that i think carmen and i both do where when someone is not even trying to insult us they just point out something about us we don't like we just immediately insult them back it's like a really healthy way to deal with things and we are good at it it's the scorpio in you that comes out or is that a Leo thing as well? Do Leos it's, and Scorpios see eye to eye on that? <laughs> you and I see eye to eye for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take criticism incredibly, but sometimes it's, I do. It's funny because it uh, like Jess was like the other day, we, we both got home from work and she's like, oh, I'm so tired. I had such a long day. And I was like, I'm so tired. I had a long day too. <laughs> um, and it's just like, it's one of those things. It's kind of in that same vein of like, Oh, I hate this about about you. Well, I hate this about you. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Defense mechanisms, you know. Yes. Immediately come come back, guns a blazing. There is no room for look. Love love takes no prisoners, and if they're like going down the path of love, he needs maybe he needs to to up his uh, dental regimen at night. I don't wake up with morning breath because I have a very extensive nighttime dental regimen. Well, that's impressive. Congratulations. I Thank feel you. joy for you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Anyways, Grey's Anatomy. We'll do this eventually. We'll get we'll get through it. Um, okay, so Izzy tells George that she has a good feeling about the surgery. This is the she, scene. 
This is and the scene where I said, yes. oh, my fuck. I think this is my direct quote. Oh, my fuck. Izzy's hair looks great. Is that her regular bedhead? Gosh, marry me. That's my quote of notes I typed up. Good job. I'm proud of you. Um, and yes, indeed. Um, so, yeah, she's like, look, I didn't even bake you anything because I'm not worried about it. And he says, thank you. Uh, they have a weird friendship. So but it's then, cute. It's a cute friendship. Yeah, it's a cute friendship. Um, then, ew, where am I? Sorry, Mark is a dick to, to Alex. Yeah, Alex gives Sloan for the coffee. coffee, and he's mad it's wrong. And Alex is like, "Oop, coffee cart must have made a boo boo." Derpa derpa der. Uh, and then he kicks him off of his service, and uh, Addison is like, "Well." I have a really cool surgery, so why don't you come do the surgery with me? Chemistry question mark? Chemistry exclamation point. No question mark needed. <laughs> you think you're into it? I, listen, I, it's not that I'm into it. It's just I'm not actively against it. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think Alex, for all of the bad things that he does, he's shown that he actually does care about the, at least the women he's interested in at the time. So like, even when he was interested in Izzy, they were never exclusive. And obviously he, he, he quote unquote finger quotes, uh, cheated on her with Olivia, which by the way, when Olivia shows up later in this episode, I have amazing timing. I literally just last I episode know. said, I was like, just where's was Olivia? Where she was. Yeah. It was so funny Cause I was doing the Shondaland thing. Like I was looking everything up and I do that before the episode. Um, and I'm, and she was like billed in the episode and I was like, Oh, what impeccable timing. Carmen was just looking for her. I was just like, Oh, Olivia, you're due for some screen time here. Uh, your, your rigorous schedule must've just allowed for this cameo to work. But, um, with, uh, with Alex and his love interests, I don't ever hate them. I don't ever hate the storyline of him and the girl. It's just, it didn't work out. And, this one is not terrible. It doesn't really make sense. Uh, it's kind of like the the time where Joey and and Rachel were flirting with each other. Like it didn't really make sense to the entire storyline, but the writers were like, "Well, we have to do something." Yeah. Uh, and this kind of feels like that for me. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't love that. Um, on Friends or this one. Um. So I don't know. It's just not the vibe. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Oh, Julian, I know. I don't mind anyone. Honestly, anyone in Addison, like, I understand because she's the best. Like, everyone would, like, she's the most appealing person. Like, everyone should love her. You know um, what relationship I'd really be into? Is Izzy and Addison. Okay. Uh is hey, my response to that. It's 2022. Women can love women now. Yeah, no one's against that. I just don't <laughs> need you to be that involved in it. Um, okay, so Olivia comes to check out Dr. Burke, and she asks, oh, how's your hand? Do you mind if I ask how's your, or how's your hand? And he says, tell Dr. Yang that I'm not ready to give her that information. And she's like, okay. And she just smiles awkwardly and leaves. Um, so funny. Yeah. George brings 
Dr. Burke, his dad's chart. And he's like, oh, I'm really nervous. The surgery has a 50% morbidity rate. And Burke's like, well, that means that 50% of people survive. So look, look at it from both sides, which is good advice. Um, Derek goes to talk to Heather and offers to help fix the curve in the back by removing part of the spine and replacing it with some kind of cage, like metal mesh cage. Um, which I don't understand, but good. I good think when him. I looked it up, it was just a bat trap. That's all it is. Oh, they you, use a recycled you, bat trap. Mm, okay, that sounds legitimate. No, and I'm just kidding. Sure. I, didn't, I didn't look it up. That is crazy, though. Like uh, he said, some sort of mesh yeah. wire metal cage. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really strange. Um, so, uh. Then the Heather and her mom kind of go back and forth about the surgery and and Heather's like, I know that you think that dying is the worst thing, but there are worse things than death. So please, for the love of God, let me do this surgery. Which, Which is such is a, a heavy valid, scene. A valid statement. For sure. Saying saying at the age of 17 that death is not the worst thing. Yeah. It. I mean, it shows that it's one of those things where is death worse than living this 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 handicapped life this this incredibly challenging life which she she's made it work yeah and i think i mean to reiterate she's also in pain like it's not right, like which oh, i she's, forgot she's just you know physically impaired she's also like in pain which they they reiterate more than once so I think that is also worth considering um, in her, when she's in this position. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. So she agrees to do the surgery. Izzy asks again if she can scrub in, and Bailey's like, did you deposit that check? In the time when... The, this is when she says, in the time we are standing here, you could have made $400. I could use $400. So guys. good. Yeah, I could have used um, $400 too. But you got to think, though. Uh, $400 is 400 divided by 8.7 million is, I mean, that's a ridiculously low. It's a 0.004% interest rate. And yet that's still a lot of money. Well, yeah. When you have a gigantic sum of money accruing interest, it's going to accrue interest at a gigantic yeah, rate. You got to have money to make money. And that pisses me off because I don't have any. But if I had will, some, though. I could make some, potentially. We just have to steal it. Oh, just like Raymond Reddington. Okay. And look at how well that turned out for him. Well, I don't know. I haven't finished the show yet, Carmen. I haven't finished it either. I haven't finished every single episode. You and I are in the same boat. Okay. Um, we'll George take this conversation offline. And his dad are playing cards, and his dad apologizes for running over his dog. And then starts doing like the, oh, these are all the things I think and uh, blah, blah, blah. And George is like, stop acting like you're dying. And then Harold tells him that he has to get Callie. Like, he's like, you cannot let Callie get away. Like, she understands you. She understands our family. She understands you in a way no one else does. Like, she's amazing. And you have to not be a dumb shit about it anymore. Basically, is what he says. in my Which opinion. is wise, wise words from... Harold O'Malley. I agree. Um, so 
Uh, it's a nice moment. How would how would you nice handle moment. how would you handle playing cards with Chris as Chris goes into this surgery? Not well. Not well, I get right? Very stressed. <laughs> I get stressed about all the things. I don't like it when people have to have surgery. It stresses me out. When literally his surgery is a 50-50 shot. It's not yeah. like you go in and you're getting like your your wisdom teeth removed, right? Like, Ugh. have you had that? You done? Know? it was awful. Yeah, I hated it. but it's also not like, uh, and you know, another routine surgery, like a, like a gallbladder or an appendix, something like that, right? Yeah. Like those are pretty routine surgeries, and this one has a fifty percent mortality rate, and that's you flip a coin, and your dad could live or die. Yeah, it's stressful. It's crazy. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um. Okay. So then uh, we're going to take a little baby break for everybody's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondalands. Wow. Even when he's sick, he nails it, guys. Impressive. Incredible. The show must go on. Truly. Okay. Okay. How many do we have? Three. How many boys? How many girls? Uh, One female and two males. Okay. All right. I'm not going to guess these. I'm not. You're, you might guess some of them. You're not going to guess all of them. Okay. 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 Um, one of the guys, is, uh, the girl is Heather's mom. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. The two guys are... Um, trying to think let's see Um, what other guys were in this episode uh oh one of the guys is the bank teller who accepts izzy's check yes that's that was the one i was convinced you weren't gonna get that's okay oh wait shit shit okay okay fuck i've only been this close once and i and i and i lose and i lost it the other guy is I'm like, I got to scroll through, um, uh, that's surgery, impeccable timing, Lizzie's hair, Derek. I'm like scrolling through all of my notes to see, uh, crap. I don't, I can't remember another guy from this episode. Um, I don't know. I can't think of any other guys in the episode. It was one of George's cousins when like his Dang it. was in the room. I was going to just say, if I would have said one of George's family members, would you have given it to me? Uh, probably. Dang it. But I can't believe I got the bank teller. Yeah. Wow. I also can't believe you got that. Okay. So uh, Judith Hogue is uh, Rhonda Douglas, uh, which is Heather's mom. She was Living in, in Rhonda land. Am I right? Nice. She was in three episodes of Private Practice. Then we have Roman Johnson, who's the banker. He was in one episode of How to Get Away with Murder. And Michael James Thompson, who was Cousin Joe, was in one episode of Scandal and one episode of Private Practice. So, there Very you good. Have it. Look at that. Thank you, Shondaland, for Shondaland giveth and Shondaland taketh away. Thank you for visiting us in Shondaland today. We are happy to have you here. 
Um, okay, so back. We need to, to make work. living in Shondaland T-shirts. <gasps> yes, we really do. There. Okay, so they're taking George's dad to surgery, and Thatcher runs into them, and it's really fucking awkward and weird, and I hate it. Really <laughs> like, weird. Truly, a very unnecessary scene. I do not understand. Um why why it's in this episode i don't feel like it contributes i really don't um so then uh they're operating they find the tumor and it is everywhere i mean truly that motherfucker is all over the place like it it's is like uh bad news bears it's like someone dropped a, a paint filled balloon inside of this man and everything that could be splattered on was a different organ. Exactly. It is exactly like that. Also, are we going to completely gloss over the comment that Meredith made where they were like, oh, is that an ex-boyfriend? And she goes, no, just an ex-father. Uh, yeah, we can, uh, we can unpack that. No, I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned it because I was like, dang, ex-father. She, he's still your father. He's just. Yeah, it's weird. You know. But I guess yes. that goes back to the whole debate of, you know, what what makes someone a father and what makes someone a dad, you know? Yeah, for sure. Be true. Be true. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, they, oh, Meredith is like, oh, are we just, so we're just going to close them back up. And she's like, no, no. Um, we're going to, we're going to take this all out. And they tell, they tell Meredith what he asked. And then they basically say, like, don't tell George. Um, which is uh, a bummer since they're friends. It's a bummer secret to keep. Um, so then Addison goes to visit Burke and he tells her that um, her uh, or he and Christina aren't speaking. <laughs> I just love this. This is a good scene. I love this scene. Um, she's like, why not? Like, why can't you just talk to her? And he's like, because have you ever then she wins and Addison's like the fuck does she win he's like did you ever play say uncle and uh she's like yeah so then what happens like when you say uncle well they have all the power and then Addison just says that's pathetic which is correct but I also understand where they're coming from because I love to hold a grudge so it's true. You're very good at it. I think you should put that skill on a resume. I wish I could monetize that. Um, so then she's like, well, why don't you just apologize? And he's like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. And she asked, did Christina do anything wrong? And he's like, she doesn't think so. She's like, okay, well, there you go. And so. then just yells, that's <laughs> pathetic. One more time, then walks away. She's just a queen. She just gives great advice and she knows what she's talking about. It's just, it's um, so true. The silent treatment is just so pathetic. Like, well, we're adults. I'm not saying that there's no circumstance where that's, that's the right move, but this ain't it. I understand where they're coming from because they're just a weird dynamic. Uh, okay. So it's pathetic. She leaves. Callie goes to check on George. Uh, he's nervous. She's like trying to comfort him and, and then tries to do the stare down. And she's like, are you scared? And he's like, I'm scared of you. This was a it's great funny. scene for her. This she was, was very quirky, scene. very funny. Yeah. Very likable. Very into it. 
it was at this moment that I knew that something was going to happen between them. Mm. Mm. Uh, Meredith and Bailey come to get him. They take him down to the, the room and George explains to his mom and brothers that this one's more intense than the heart surgery. So like he might look different. He's still intubated. He's going to have a big scar. Like it's just a more serious situation. Um, so they go in, George kind of steps out of the room and has a moment of, I think everything just hitting him and Meredith comes out to comfort him. And also a nice moment for the two of them. And, he, and he's like, he's, he's my dad. Um, it's just a nice moment. I think I thought it was good. Hopefully this is the turning point for George to stop being a raging asshole to everyone. Yeah, that's the dream. Um, George. Oh yeah. So Meredith is snoring again, wakes up. Derek is not in the bed. So she finds him asleep in George's bed. And he's like, I just want to sleep. And you snore. And she's like, what the fuck? Where do you normally sleep? And Izzy was walking by and she's like, he sleeps on the couch. He sets an alarm and gets back in bed before you wake up, which is psychotic. No, it's considerate. No, it's not. Good guy, Derek. Okay, but it's psychotic in that you're you're either gonna stay in the bed and not get a lot of uh, not get great sleep because she's snoring, or go sleep on a couch and not get great sleep because you're on a fucking couch. I don't know. I think what, I think he's why very can't nice. They just fucking communicate, like buy earplugs, Derek. They don't work all the time. I slept very small. She is not that loud. I don't know. I've slept in the same room as some wild snorers and uh, earplugs don't work. Sometimes they do. I am a very light sleeper. I, it's, for me, I'm a heavy sleeper. I just can't fall asleep. It's, it's the falling asleep part where I need to like be, I need to fall asleep before the person who's snoring. No, man, I'm a light sleeper. So that shit wakes me up. It's a bummer. Just like to give people a quick, Swift kick in the shins and it all works out. Anyways, Derek's psychotic. Communication is important. Izzy walks by. Also, Derek, just tell Meredith to go get a sleep study. Maybe she needs a mouth guard. Maybe she needs to have her sinuses drained. Who fucking knows? This could be an actual medical yeah. issue. She could use a neurologist, Derek. <laughs> really? Um, so Izzy uh, takes the check. And uh, goes to the bank, right? She's going to deposit it. Today's the day. She stares it down. She's going to deposit the check. She goes to the bank. She's crying. It's dramatic. It's hilarious, and I love it. I'm not a big Izzy fan, but the scene is funny. He, I uh, love it. And sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's sad, but uh, it's funny. Um, I love when he says, you want to deposit this? And she says, if I wanted to deposit it, do you think I would look like this? <laughs> And then uh, also at the end of it, when she like stops crying and she says, just deposit the damn thing already. I just love that. I think it's very funny. It is. It is interesting because you have to think 2007 now. Uh, people with money didn't always dress hobo-ish, you know, like Bill Gates made that a thing, like dressing, dressing down like a normal person when you're that rich, you know, it's not the bling, it's not the show off. So I think the the banker was also like, 
when he was like, is this a joke? Like, this is fake. This is not real. Uh, but for me, the immediate thing that I got from that is this is the last tangible connection that she has to Denny. And right. it's about to get to pause. And like the money is money is theoretical. And I know you and I have had a lot of conversations on this. Once it gets to a certain point real? and it's in your account, it's, it's theoretical. But uh, yeah, it's just very interesting. And I feel bad for her in the scene. Yeah, I feel bad for her. Uh, it is also definitely like obviously a connection. It's what it's like a quote unquote legacy that, that Denny left her. Um, I'm trying to find a picture of her at the bank. Um, because I thought maybe there, I thought maybe she was wearing the Denny sweater, but I could be wrong. I don't, maybe she's not (gasps) close. Um, because that would track cause she's wearing that sweater a lot when she is dealing with the Denny things and there's no picture. So we'll just assume that I don't remember because I don't remember. So we'll never know. Maybe I'll look it up. Uh, okay. So, um, George is with Dr. Burke, uh, asking his opinion about the surgery and his she's not, she's in just a pink. That's why I thought she was in the pink. I just, uh, I Googled it, but I, I wish she had been in the Denny sweater, honestly. It would have been a, a bit better metaphor. Also, have to make sure to not uh, look at any other related videos because that could definitely. You yeah, it's so just fun. a it's just a pink a pink shirt. Yeah, I feel like it should have been the Denny sweatshirt. It should, missed opportunity, Shonda. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, Burke says the main concern with George's dad is multi system organ failure. So watch the kidneys because they're like the first thing to go. Um, and then George says, do you mind if I ask how your hand is doing? And Burke says, I mind if you tell Christina and George says, you do have a strange relationship to which Preston Burke says, yes, we do, (laughs) which is a healthy level of self-awareness at least. At least. Right. I, that, that to me was like, okay, I can handle their, their petty bullshit because at least they're aware of the petty bullshit. And he's like, yeah, I still love her, but I'm not talking to her. But we are fucking weird. Yeah. Um, so then um, Thatcher is in the baby or is in the NICU visiting the baby and Meredith is watching and Alex is like, do you need something? Um, so Alex goes in to check and he's like, the stomach is descended. So they page Addison. Um, Meredith tells Derek that her dad is in the hospital and um, he's like, oh, is he visiting you? And I'm like, how disconnected from this woman are you that you think her father would be here visiting you? Also, how disconnected is she from this man that this is like the third day that he's been there and he, she hasn't told him yet. That's weird. It is um, weird. They so, didn't bring it up to each other. Yeah. So then she asked Derek where he sleeps at the trailer and he sleeps outside because he's a fucking psychopath. That's psychotic. You'd rather sleep outside. It is not warm in Seattle all the time. Yeah. Derek, and there's so many bears and bugs that could kill sleep you in your own home. This is communication guys. Just fucking talk to people. And then she says, I have abandonment issues and you have to fucking figure it out and sleep in the bed with me, which is fair. Um, 
So then Izzy gives uh, Dr. Bailey a note from her shrink and she's like, I deposited the check. I can do surgery. Um, and then they hear the mom screaming because she's yelling at the uh, son of a bitch bastards at the insurance place who won't pay for the surgery because it's experimental. And yes, it is experimental. Um, but insurance sucks and, uh, uh, the healthcare system in this country is garbage and that's my soapbox that I will never get down off of. So it's true. And check out our Patreon for more of our uh, thoughts on the healthcare system. <laughs> it's uh, garbage. my prediction on this, by the way, is that Izzy pays for the surgery. Okay. Okay. Why, why would you think that? Because Izzy had a look on her face when she said that it was like $200,000 and the mom was like, I had to work three jobs and I still wouldn't be able to cover that. Uh, And there was a look on Izzy's face and I think it's Denny's legacy could be saving this person's spine. (laughs) Spine. Um, Yeah. Okay. So then. uh, Son of a bitch bastards. Um, Addison comes to check on the baby. She's like, she needs surgery. Thatcher's all flustered. He's like, I don't know. Her mom has the flu. And they're like, can you fucking sign this so we can save this baby? Um, I was really mad that he was going to try to get out of that decision. And like, dude, just man up like and just fucking do it. It's not even a decision. Like, just like, it's what needs to be like. These medical professionals are telling you it's what needs to be done. Like, I understand your like hesitation because like the mom isn't there and like, it's her baby, but like if they're telling you at this, like with this level of like frantic urgency, then like you're, it needs just, it needs to be done. It is what it is. Um, so then, uh, they're in the surgery and the baby kind of has like a scare, but they were able to stabilize her. Meredith is watching from the gallery. Dr. Weber comes in and she's like, Oh, you should go update Thatcher. And Meredith's like, you should go update Thatcher. And turns out, uh, yeah, he doesn't like Richard because of the whole, uh, he slept with his wife situation. I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder what, what the problem with that would Um, be. And then they kind of have a moment where he's basically like, you need to cut your dad some slack because like your mom was kind of the worst. And like, if she decided that your dad wasn't going to see you, your dad was not going to have a chance. Like that was just going to be how it was. Um, and you should just take that into consideration when you are acting the way that you act. So um, that was Richard's input on the situation. Did uh, that scene happen after the Alex and Addison almost kissing? Because I think no. that's where my notes are. No. It happens next? Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. You're right. Sorry. I had different Only notes always. for that. Um, so then, uh, George is monitoring his dad's pee pee and, um, he gets not his pee pee, pee his pee, yeah, not his, not his wiener, his pee pee. No, um, no. His pee pee and his pee are different. No, his tinkle pee. It's just his pee-pee. tinkle pee. No, no. His pee pee is his penis. You know what? See what happens when you start potty training. Okay. <laughs> Talk to me then, my friend. Talk See what happens then. when what? When you start potty training. <laughs> That's okay. that's that's fair. I potty trained once. I remember potty training. You potty trained yourself and you remember it is what you're telling me right now? Yep. Okay. Still working on it. <laughs> One day we'll get there. We'll get you there, bud. I believe yeah, in you. It's, it's like it's like sobriety. You have to constantly live it. 
Okay, it's exactly you, like that. If you pee or poop your pants once, you start at square one and you have to reteach yourself everything. You're the worst. <laughs> I don't know why I let you speak words to people. Uh, because I'm there's so someone blind. out there who's laughing at that going, wow, that's funny, Carmen. You're hilarious. They're, they're laughing because you're dumb. But you know what? Hilarious. Whatever Whatever spreads laughter, you know what about? Spread it about. Um, okay, so uh, then he's all excited and like gets all jumpy, and Callie comes in and she's excited, and then they have their kiss times. Now, if you'll very recall, exciting. Recently, you made a prediction about George and Callie. Do you remember what it was? That they would never date again. They were done, or they would kiss one. No, I said. I think I said they would kiss one time, then they'd be officially done. Yes, that's what you said. You said they this were going to have a kiss, and then they're going to be like, you know what? We don't need to do this again. Yeah, this is it. This is the kiss. Mm-hmm. And then George is going to say, my dad was wrong and he's dead now. <laughs> and I can't be with you. We're better as friends. No more kisses. And then she and Mark go have sex again. Who wouldn't? Am I right? Me. I would not. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Um, okay. So then. Can Addison- you just tell me if that prediction is correct? I will not tell you if that prediction is correct. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. You said that was a lot of things included in that. Um, Addison stops Mark to try and talk to him. And he's like being a little baby pouty boy um, about it. So she uh, goes to check on the baby again. And Alex is there. And this is when we have the nice chemistry. So wait, what did we? Oh, okay. Sorry. My (laughs) autocorrect. I was trying to write that I have a nice moment talking about what it's like working in pediatrics, but it auto-corrected to working in person, which like now, because of everything, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, <laughs> working, doing working your surgeries in over Zoom. What is this? Uh, okay. Os- osmosis Jones? You're literally living inside the person doing the surgery? No, you're doing it over Zoom because it's 2022. Oh, in person. Yeah. Um, so Alex said he messed up the coffee on purpose because um, Sloan was rude to Addison. And this is the Alex that we love. This is the Alex that we love to see. Yes, you stand up for her because Mark was a dick to her. And you're like, you know what? Addison deserves better than that. I will give you shitty coffee to piss you off on purpose. And it's good guy Alex coming through. And they mm-hmm. almost kiss. They have an almost kiss. Uh, there's... There's uh, an episode of Scrubs where JD and Elliot almost kiss or it was like there was one kiss and they had like you had they had 24 hours until it was gone forever to get the second kiss like the second kiss locked it in. I think they're on a very similar clock. They have 24 hours in the next episode to have their real first kiss before they decide everything is terrible. It'll never work between us. Okay fair so if they don't kiss by the end of part two they will never get together okay we'll we'll track that we'll track that prediction next episode part two um okay so uh izzy goes to check on heather and that she's mad that she's not going to get the surgery 
Um, and then this is when we get like a lot of like flashing things happening at once. So Thatcher goes to try to talk to Meredith, but she runs away. Then we get a close up on George, then a close up on Dr. Bailey, then a close up on Christina, then a close up on Dr. Burke, then a close up on Alex, then a close up on Addison, then a close up on Mark. And then we go back to Bailey and the chief walks up and he's like, kind of shakes his head. So you're like, the fuck does that mean? Um, and we go back to Christina, zooms out. She's in the room with Burke. They're staring each other down. It's weird. It's a weird situation, and I love it. Uh, Izzy goes and sits with George. Callie's, like, watching from the stairs. Um, Meredith has a nose strip but is still snoring. She wakes up Derek. And uh, to be continued. Find out next time the source of Meredith's sleep apnea. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's the episode again, kind of reiterating could be, could have just been an episode on its own. Didn't really need to be a, a part one, part two situation in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Just seems kind of weird to me to yeah. do it that way. Yeah. I, I, I thought, uh, this, this felt like a standalone episode. It just felt like yeah. a good like, yes, there were multiple storylines that didn't close themselves, but not every single storyline has closed themselves every single time. So to right. me, while I was watching this, I was just thinking, yeah, okay, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I was very disappointed at the end when that was it and there was nothing else happening. Uh, yeah, there's which, definitely no cliffhanger. No, there's no cliffhanger. There's no... Uh, what is what does Meredith say at the end of uh, the end of the world? She's like, "What have I done? What have what I done?" I, or what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Yeah, what, what did I do? do? Uh, there's nothing like that. It's just yeah. Weber kind of gently shaking his head. But it could be like, "Hey, Bailey, you just asked me a question. You asked me if I can give you a ride home today, and the answer is no." And I'm shaking my head. It could be anything, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm ready to rank this episode. Okay, go for it. I give it a resident, just an even three. It's just fine. Yeah. There are good scenes, and I think the the Alex and Addison scene is really great. I think the Bailey Callie scenes were good. Uh really really Callie stole the scene, uh any one that she was in. Um mm-hmm. getting some closure for Izzy on that Denny check situation was good, but uh overall I didn't it, it would have been uh probably a two or 2.5 if I wouldn't have known that this was going to be like, uh, not uh, a crazy uh, yeah. gigantic part one episode. So thank you for warning me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a three for me as well. Resident. Uh, I think it, same stuff. Like it just kind of, you know, it's good storytelling, but it's not anything like at this point, like clearly all of these stories aren't concluded. So maybe, you know, maybe the second half will be more like of the, you know, p- more pack of the punch between the two. But this one just not really nothing's. I mean, it's not bad. It's just like it's an episode of Grace. You know, there's Derek, there's Meredith, there's drama, there's medicine. You know, it is what it is. They're just all our faves are there. But let's see. Yeah. I'm uh, really wishing we got more Adele. I wish we would have gotten some Adele mm-hmm. because I feel like he made a big stink about it at the end of the last episode or the where he's like, I, I miss my wife. Like, I love my wife and yeah. I am fighting for my wife and you fuck this up, Burke. And we get nothing. We, don't, we get no vindication immediately. It's all letting it wait. But Olivia's back. So that was good. <laughs> Olivia, Olivia got herself some screen time. 
Um, did we have any other predictions that we needed you to make? I don't remember. What else do you need from me? I, I can't remember. Uh, George's dad. Oh yeah, he's dead. Dead meat. Goner. <laughs> okay. He's gonna um, he's gonna make it past the surgery and then he dies due to complications, just exactly like Denny. Maybe he has a stroke afterwards. Well, like really exactly like Denny. Yeah. Delightful. But George um, is gonna be in the room. Ouch. Um cruel cruelty. Um, I don't make the rules. We all just live in Shondaland and have to deal with it. We do live in Shondaland. We do be living in Shondaland. Um, so I want to make a Christina and uh, Burke prediction. Yes. Predict that shit for me. Burke talks first. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, they're for sure done. He, he speaks words to her for the first time to say this isn't working out and breaks up with her. Okay, perfect. Um, uh, who else? Oh, Adel- Alex and Addison. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're if they kiss by the end of part two, they will be in a relationship for six years. <laughs> six years, so specific. Um, I think that's it. Um, there's not really go much going on. You said you think Izzy pays for the girl. Um. I think this Derek is the last time Derek ever talks about what? What'd you say? He said Derek doesn't have shit happening. Oh, uh, my my prediction with Derek and Meredith is that this is the only episode that the snoring is ever talked about and it never comes up again. <laughs> OK, um, we did. We did the Mark prediction. Um, I think, yeah, uh, Burke's hand. You got you got it. You got. Oh, it's for sure. Sh- if it wasn't fine already, it's for sure fine now. Okay. Um maybe one day we'll be able to stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I think that's it. Uh so uh thanks so much for listening guys. Uh like Carmen said, if you could make sure you're subscribed, if you could like um the page, follow us on Insta, uh leave a review if you have a minute, please pretty please share us with your friends and family. Uh, especially now that Grace is back, you know, you're talking about it with your friends, um, how, how it's not as good as it used to be in the glory days. And then maybe mention this podcast to them. Uh, if they want to relive those glory days, this is the place to do it. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we love, we love to see it. We love the support. We really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, talk to you next week. And if you see Carmen walking down the street, just remember, uh, I'm sick. Don't come talk to yeah, me. Yeah, don't get uh, his cooties. Yeah, don't get my cooties. It's just a sinus infection, so the only way you really uh, could get it is to use, like, if I blew my nose into a, paper, a Kleenex and you then took that Kleenex and you rubbed it in your nose. Uh, so yeah, that's the only that. way you could get it, you know? If you, But if that's your thing... Or uh, if you clean out Carmen's garage, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, don't spoil anything. Don't spoil the show. Don't spoil any character developments. Don't spoil the predictions. And we will see you all in the next one.